haven't had the opportunity to preach here for the last three weeks, so it's great to be back behind the pulpit again. Um, but just before I get into what I want to share, can we just pray, Lorato is at the Door Church this morning, and he's busy sharing there, so if we can just pray for him, that uh, he'll have a great time, and uh, that they will be blessed there. So Father, we thank you for the opportunity that you've given us as a church to be able to help and minister in other churches. And as Lorato is sharing this morning at the Door Church, Father, we just pray that you will anoint him, that you will bless him, and that, Father, the message that he shares, that it will be a message in season that will help the people in that church to move forward into what you have for them. We ask this in your precious name, Jesus. Amen. Then just, there is one other announcement I'd like to make, and that is that on Saturday we are going to have a bit of a work party here again to try and hang up the other frame like that and put up the lights on this side. <laughs> so those who are available, please come and help us. We, we want to try and get it done quickly. Uh, we learned from this one, so it definitely won't take us as long to put it up. Uh, so it we should only be here for a few hours, and uh, then it should be up. So please come along and help us with that. Great. So this morning I want to speak on, the, on what a base church is. But before I get to that, I want to say this, that the church that Jesus is building is a glorious church, of which he is the head. It's not my church. It's not your church. It's not the pastor's church, it's Jesus' church. And you might be saying, but who put Jesus in charge? How come it's his church? Well, in Ephesians 1 verse 22, it says, And God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be head over everything for the church. And then in Colossians 1 verse 18, it says, And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead, so that in everything he might have supremacy. The Bible gives us different pictures of the church. It's known as the army of God, the bride of Christ, the called out ones, the body of Christ, the temple of God. And then, if you've been around to some of the NCMR meetings, you'll most probably have heard they mention a base church. And you wonder to yourself, but where is that in the Bible? Well, I want to say to you, it's not in the Bible. <laughs> but I'll allow me to explain myself to you what we mean by a base church. So when we read through Scripture, we often see that the church is referred to as the army of God, and that is the picture that I want to use this morning to describe to you what I mean by a base church. So the church is referred to as the army of God, and we as the believers are the soldiers. And so I'm going to use that picture to help us understand what I mean by a base church. 
But to do that, I want to read a definition of what a military base is and then use that definition and apply it to the church. A military base is a facility directly owned and operated by or for the military or one of its branches that shelters military equipment and personnel and facilitates training and operations. So I've put my definition in here. Likewise, a base church is a church that is owned by God. It protects its people, caring for them, training them, equipping and enabling them to go out into the nations and the people groups of this world to carry out the mission of spreading the good news of Jesus' salvation and his saving grace wherever they go. So as the church of Jesus, we have been entrusted by him with this precious gospel. And it is, it is a precious gospel. And it's a gospel that needs to be reaching out into the world. And Jesus says that we must go and we must go and make disciples, bear witness of who God is, tell people about the love of God, about what Jesus has done for them. The obedience that Jesus had to the Father by going and dying on the cross. And the purpose of us going and preaching this gospel is so that it can transform the lives of the people that hear it. Can you imagine where you would be if no one had ever told you about Jesus? If no one had ever come to you and ministered to you, what your life would be like? I've often wondered what my life would be like. I don't think I'd have been here anymore. I'd have most probably died along the way. But because of Jesus, I am here. And so a base church grounds people in hope through the resurrection life of Jesus Christ. A base church causes people to grow in the love. Sorry, causes people to grow in love. As they love the Father, so their love for people starts to increase. And they love people more and more. And they want to see people being saved. They want to see their lives being changed. And so that love of God compels us to take this message of this good news of Jesus to the nations and to unreached people groups. A base church also sees people go and grow in faith, walking in mature obedience, just like Jesus did. And so when I was in the army, when I got there, there was a whole lot of people shouting orders. And they're telling you a whole lot of things. And that first night was terrifying because you didn't know what to expect. Yeah, you were fresh out of school and all of a sudden you've got these people shouting orders at you and you don't know what to expect. And then your basic training starts. And that basic training was to teach you to be obedient to the orders that were given to you. 
That's where you were taught how to march. That's where you were taught how to make your bed. And a little bit later in your basic training, you got your weapon, and they taught you how to shoot and how to clean the weapon, how to keep it well-maintained. It was a time of getting our fitness levels up. It was a time of getting our mommies out of us <laughs> and getting some orders in and raising us up to be men. And in the church that Jesus is building, for us to be a base church, the people need to first be taught the basics. And the basics are of our faith. We need to know them. It's important to know the basics, that Jesus has died for our sins, that because of what Jesus did on the cross, we can receive salvation. But Jesus didn't stay dead. He's raised. He's seated at the right hand of the Father, where he makes intercession for us. And these are the basics of our faith that God loves us, that he cares for us. And that one day we are going to be going to be with him in heaven. And these are things that we need to learn, but this isn't where it stops. It's only the beginning. It's only the basics. The Bible also teaches us that God desires for us to grow up and become mature. He doesn't want us to remain babies. Ephesians 4 verse 13 says, Until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. And Ephesians 4 verse 14 says, Then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by waves, sorry, by the waves, and blown here and there by the wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of people in their deceitful schemes. You see, Jesus wants us to grow up. He doesn't want us to remain as babies. If we remain as babies, there's something wrong. There has to be a maturing. And even in our walk with Jesus Christ, there has to be a maturing. There has to be a moving on from the basics of just knowing what Jesus has done for us moving on into what God has prepared for us. And in 1 Corinthians 3, verse 2 to 6, it says, I gave you milk, not solid food, for you were not ready for it. Indeed, you are still not ready for it. If we remain as infants, there is something wrong with us. There has to be this moving on into maturity. And so just like in the army, after the basic training, we went into second phase training. And that is where they taught us what the army wanted us to do. And in the division that I was in, in the sappers, taught how to do water provision, how to sweep for landmines, how to build bridges, how to build floats and pontoons. That was part of our training and there were other divisions, and they were taught different things. There was the artillery, the, the infantry, the guys in the Air Force. 
There were many different divisions, and each of those divisions had to learn what they needed to know to be able to function and do what the army required of them. And so as a church, a city-based church, there is something that God has given us to do. And God will provide for us what is needed to be able to accomplish what he's called us to do. And so he wants us to grow up in our most holy faith. And anything that grows reflects life. And as we grow, we start to reflect more of the life of God. And we start to become more and more like our Heavenly Father. His thoughts become our thoughts. His ways become our ways. His heart becomes our heart. And that's what happens as we start to grow up in this most holy faith. You see, but in those bases, if it was a big base, they had a hospital where they would take care of those that were injured. In the same way, a base church takes care of those who are battling. It takes care of those who have been injured through the battle of life. It patches them up. It gets them fit and ready again to go back out into the world and minister the gospel of Jesus. The second thing that makes up a base church is that just like in the army, there was a storeroom where you could go and you could go and get your clothes, you could get food, you could go and get ammunition, you could get your bedding, your vehicles, everything that was needed to carry out the operation that you needed to do was in that storeroom. And it's the same. God has placed in this church what we need to carry out the operation that he's called us to. You might be saying, but Dion, we're just a small church. We don't even have much of a storeroom. We've got a container outside that's full of rubbish. What are you talking about? That's not the kind of storeroom I'm talking about. The storeroom I'm talking about is what God has placed inside of us. And there is a wealth of knowledge. There is a wealth of the gifts of God that He has placed within us. And those gifts are not just given to us to keep for ourselves, but they're given to us to be used out there in the world so that we can bring the lost in and see many others coming to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. You see, in, in Exodus, in chapter 4, verse 2, it was this, it's the story of Moses. And it says, Then the Lord said to him, to Moses, What is in your hand? A staff, he replied. You see, God has given each one of us something. And he's saying to us, What have I given you? What is in your hand? And he's saying, I want you to use what I've given you for my kingdom. We've also seen that the church is referred to as the body of Christ. And that we all need each other. Each part has a part to play in helping build up the other part. Keeping the other part strong. And so we need each other. 
And in Ephesians 4, verse 11 to 13, it said it was he who gave some to be apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers, to prepare God's people for the works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. You see, God has given us gifts in this body to help us, to train up, to raise up people, to accomplish the mission of God. A base church is also a church that sends others out to help. In this church, there are those of you who are skilled in many different areas. And God has given you those skills, not just to keep to yourself, not just to benefit your business, but he's given you those skills to help others in their walk with the Lord, to help other churches. There are some of you here who are skilled in business. God has given you those skills in business to help others who are battling in their businesses. There are some of you here who are wise in the area of finances. God has given you that ability to work with finances to help others who are battling. Those gifts are not just given to you to hold on to them, but they are for the benefit of the whole body. Not just for this church, but for the church globally. And you see, so often, just like what was shared this morning, we become comfortable as Christians, and we think, this little church, this is it, we've arrived. I want to say to you, we need to change the way that we think. There is a world out there that is waiting to hear the good news that we have. There is a world waiting for us to bring the skills and the gifts that God has given us to help them to come to know Jesus. So let's not be those ones just sitting and having a great time and doing nothing. It's time for this army of God to rise up. It's time for us to accomplish the mission God has called us to. And thirdly, a base church is a going and sending church. And the New Testament helps us to understand that this gospel has to go. It's not a gospel that stays in one place. It's a, it's a going gospel. It has to go to the nations of the world. How are they going to hear if we don't go and tell them? It's not just praying that someone else will go. It's us getting our passports and saying, Lord, here I am. I'm available. Use me. Send me. It's not just for the leaders to go. It's for all of us to go. We're all commissioned to go. In Mark chapter 16, verse 15, he said to them, go. You might be saying, where? Where must we go? Into all the world. And then what must we do? We must preach the gospel to all creation. They need to hear 
this gospel. This gospel of Jesus puts you and I in partnership with God so that we can see others reconciled to him. Now this good news that has come to us can go out to others. Don't you want to see others coming to know Jesus? I'm sure there are family members that you have that don't know Jesus, that you'd love them to come to know Jesus. How are they going to come to know Jesus if no one tells them? It's your and my responsibility to go and take this gospel and go and tell them about it, about Jesus. Jesus made it possible for all who believe in him to be born again by the Holy Spirit, transforming us into new creations in God. So how do I get going? You might say to me, all right, Dion, I hear you saying we need to go, but how do I get going? Well, we do outreaches into many areas. Why don't you get plugged into going on one of those trips when we go to Kwakwa or Lesotho? In New Covenant Ministries, there are people doing trips all around the world. And I'm going to try my best this year to get the calendar up early of all the trips that are taking place. And you are most welcome to contact one of the other churches and say, I see you doing a trip into Uganda or to Kenya or to Nairobi, wherever. Can I come along? And I'll tell you now, you will be most welcome to go along on one of those trips. To Spain, to Italy, America, wherever you want to go, there are people going on trips. And all it means is you need to have your passport, trust God for the finances, and go along on those trips. At City Based Church, we also do outreaches. When we do those outreaches, get plugged in. Come along with them. Don't just leave it for somebody else to do. You come and be part of it and see how you'll be blessed. Then as a base church, I said we're also a sending church. And I want to say it's never easy to send people that you've grown to love, people that you've worked with, people that you respect, people that, that blow wind into the sails of the church. But because we're a base church, we send people. And we don't just send anyone, we send our best, and that's why it hurts. Because it's people that are actually functioning in the life of the church that we send. And sometimes when we send them, we can, it feels like we're losing momentum. But I want to tell you that God brings new people in. And he raises them up to take that, that person that has left's place. And so we can continue to do the work. We are not called to hold on to God's people and keep them for ourselves. We have to be kingdom-minded. What will benefit the kingdom of God? And if sending someone to a different nation is going to benefit the kingdom of God then we have to send them. We don't hold on to them. We let them go.
A base church is also a church that plants New Testament churches. You might say to me, Dion, but there are so many churches. Why do we need more churches? Can I say to you that even if everybody in Springs had to decide to go to church, with all the churches that we've got, there wouldn't be enough room to house the people that would be going. We need more churches to reach more people for Jesus. And so part of being a base church is that we go and we plant New Testament churches. What do I mean by New Testament churches? Churches that preach that you can only be saved through Jesus, that there is no other way that you can receive salvation except by Him. And so we need to go. And we need to send people. Then a base church doesn't only build for now, but it builds for the future, for future generations. You see, this gospel is not just for this generation, but it's for the generations to come. And if what we do is only for this generation, the next generation is going to miss out. We're going to stunt their growth. And so that's why even this camp that we went on wasn't just for the men, but we brought the youngsters along so that they can learn. Because we want to be a generational church. Not just building for what we want. And even with the plans that we're looking at, the changes that we want to make, we want to make plans that is going to benefit the life of the generations that come after us. We don't want them to say, why did the people do such a stupid thing? Now we can't do what is necessary to build on or, or make changes because of the strange things that they did. No, we need to be thinking of the generations to come so that they will benefit from what we've done. The next thing about a base church is that it not only we don't only function together, but we are friends. And you can go to many other churches and after the message, everyone leaves and goes home. But I'm glad to say that we love to fellowship here. We love to know what's going on with each other and in the lives of the of the people. Not to be nosy and Snoopy so that we can run them down or think to ourselves, well, I'm doing better than you. No, it's genuine friendship. We love each other and we want to share fellowship with one another. We need each other. This is not a one-man show. It takes the whole body functioning together. And when we do that, the kingdom of God advances in a much greater way. And then like you heard what Sinjin mentioned, that we're going to be getting together to pray on Wednesday, a base church is a church that prays together. And prayer is an important part of the life of this church. And I'm sorry to say that we have in certain ways neglected prayer, especially where we come together and pray as a group. But I'm rectifying that. 
We're going to be praying together a lot more than what we have been because it's important for us as the family of God to pray together. You've heard that saying, a family that prays together stays together. That's true of a church as well. Where we pray together, we stay together. The next point is a base church is a pioneering church. They're not happy to just be settlers. They want to break open new areas, new regions, and new nations. And if you have a look at Abraham's father in Genesis 11 verse 31, it says, Terah took his son Abraham, his grandson Lot, son of Aran, and his daughter-in-law Sarai, the wife of his son Abram. And together they set out from Ur of the Chaldeans to go to Canaan. But when they came to Aran, they settled there. You see, God's plan was for Abraham's father to go to Canaan. But he got as far as Aran. And I'm sure it was a beautiful place where all the needs that he had were being met. But that's not where God wanted him. He wanted him to go to Canaan. And we can see that God had to raise up Abraham. And he had to ask Abraham, will you go to where I'm sending you? And we can see that Abraham took up the challenge. He left his father and his, the household behind. And he went on to Canaan, to the land that God had promised. He didn't settle like his father did and stay in Iran. And can I say as a church, we cannot be settlers. And I think what COVID has caused us to do is become settlers, just to become comfortable in our own little huddle. We're happy to be with our family. We don't want to go out anymore. We, we're just happy to stay in the, amongst the little group of people that we know. And God is saying, I want you to go out. I want you to pioneer into new things. I want to break open new areas for you. I've shut some doors, but I've opened other doors, and I want you to press forward into those areas so that this gospel can go out. And so we see in Genesis 12, we see God tell Abraham to leave his country and his people and his father's household and go to the land that he will show him. And Abraham obeyed. We cannot be settlers, church. We need to be pioneers. And then, lastly, a base church. For me, this is most probably one of the most important parts, is a church that says yes to the call of God. Just like Isaiah when when God said, who will go? Who will I send? And Isaiah said, yeah, I am Lord, send me. And what he was saying is, yeah, I am Lord, send me, use me, I'm available. Whatever you want me to do, I will do it. And if we want to be a base church, then we need to be a church that says, yes, Lord, yeah, I am. I'm available. Whatever you want me to do, if you want me to sweep in the streets, I'll sweep the streets. If you want me to go and, and live in a different country, here I am, Lord, I will go. If it costs losing my family, 
I'm not saying you divorce your wife and that kind of stuff, but I'm saying if you have to leave your children behind and go for the sake of the gospel, yes, Lord, here I am, because I know that what you have is greater. And so we need to be a people that says yes to the Lord and go and do what he wants us to do. And I feel that some of these things that I've spoken about today, as a church, we've neglected them. Especially the going part. And I believe it's time for us to get ready to go again. Take this gospel wherever we go. This gospel has to be a going gospel. It's not a staying gospel. Can I ask us as a church to start challenging one another when we see each other on a Wednesday night at home groups or on a Tuesday night at home groups or on a Friday when the other groups meet or on a Sunday? Challenge each other and ask, have you ministered to someone this week? Have you prayed for someone this week? Have you told someone about Jesus this week? Let's stir up each other's hearts a little bit. And if the person says, no, I haven't, then say, well, come on, man, what's wrong with you? Let's get a bit of fire going here, and let's challenge one another. We don't want to keep this gospel to ourselves. Let's take it and do what Jesus would do, and he would take it to the ends of the earth. And so it's something that we need to do. Take this gospel wherever we go. When we go, it doesn't stay at home. It goes with us into our workplaces, into the shopping malls, into the streets. Let's take it. And the reason that we leave it at home many times is because of the way that we act. And we're ashamed to call ourselves a child of God. Because when people look at us, they see something else. So if we need to change our ways, then let's change our ways to line up with what the Word of God has to say. And so I hope this has encouraged you. So if we want to live up to our name as being a base church, then these are the things that we need to be doing and focusing on. Or otherwise we're just going to be a mediocre church that has people coming on a Sunday because they're doing it out of duty. Or they're doing it because they think they're pleasing God. I've, I get my little rubber stamp for coming to church on a Sunday. That's not what it's about. Let's get back to what the Word of God has to say. And let's take this gospel to the ends of the earth. Amen. And we pray together. Father, this church that I've spoken about this morning, a base church, if we've got to read through Scripture, that's how every church should actually be. 
That's what every church should be doing. But Father, we've heard this morning that many times we become so comfortable that we don't go out and do what you've asked of us. And instead of us becoming mature and becoming strong, we remain babies. And Father, I pray that that will change in the life of this church, that we will grow up and become mature, that we will be strong, that the Word of God will burn in our hearts, that the passion of God, the fire of God will be inside of us, and that we will ignite the flame wherever we go, because Jesus, this is what you want. And so, Father, I pray that as city-based church, that we will live up to our name as being a base church, a church that takes this gospel. It doesn't stay at home, but it goes. Wherever we go, this gospel goes with us. And that, Lord, we, we do not keep silent, but that we minister the good news of Jesus to the nations of the world. I pray that, Father, there will be a newfound passion that is ignited inside of us. And that, Father, as we go into next year, that we're going to just see a turnaround take place in the life of this church. And there are going to be many, many people going, going on mission, going to the nations, going into their neighborhoods, into their schools, into their workplaces, taking this gospel and sharing the life of God with those people. If you've come into this place this morning and you don't know this Jesus that we've been speaking about this morning, you've never accepted him as your personal Savior and Lord, then I want to encourage you this morning, if that's you and you don't know Jesus, and through what has been shared this morning, you realize, man, there's something missing in my life. I need Jesus. And at the end of this, this meeting, won't you come and speak to myself or to one of the other leaders? And we'd love to just explain to you how you become a child of God and how you live this new life as God's child. But don't leave the same way that you came in. Father, I pray your blessing upon these wonderful people. I pray that they will go in the strength and in the knowledge of Jesus Christ and that they will greatly impact their areas that they are part of in their daily lives. I ask this in your wonderful and precious name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Right. Don't rush off. We just heard how.